Good evening, Elite Marketing Pro family. Welcome to today's Daily Dose of Awesome, your 15 minutes of education, inspiration, and motivation. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Marinda Bandat. I'm a coach with Elite Marketing Pro all the way from sunny South Africa. So as you guys are hopping on, please comment where you're from. And uh, I'd like to give you a shout out and just say hi. So those of you that are frequently hopping on and those that I know personally through coaching and through the community, great to, to hang out with you tonight. And um, I'm going to dive right into a couple of things that I want to share with you tonight. And um, I know it's going to add some value for some of you out there because in network marketing, especially, we deal with quite a lot of people that quit. Would you agree? So uh, if you currently have a team and you have a few people that are quitting, um, you might relate to, to this topic tonight, and I'm definitely going to give you some clarity as to why people are quitting. So I want to deal with the eight reasons why people quit. So before we actually start, yeah, I've got Chuck hopping on. I've got Wendy hopping on. Hey, great of you guys to, to join in and um, just be on this um, daily dose with me tonight. So first of all, I want to set some context for what I'm about to share with you. So only 3% in the network marketing industry, it's actually less than 3%, actually really tastes the success that you and I want out of the network marketing industry. So to say that doesn't mean that it's not real. It just means that it's real for a, a very small percentage of people actually embarking on this journey. But I want to set a little bit of context before we go into the eight reasons because when people get into the network marketing industry, they all go teary and whiny when people quit. So, and they think it's just in this in industry and it's just in this environment and everything gets taken personally. Well, I want to put your mind at ease because the context I want to set is I've been in the gym industry for over 25 years. I co-own three commercial gyms. So can I share with you how many people actually sign up for a gym contract and how many people actually go? So what's up with that? People think that they have a gym membership and that will give them a good body. No, the gym membership allows you to go to the gym in order to work to get the good body. But how many people quit? And yet we had a very good life having those uh, businesses. The other thing I want to maybe mention is how many people get divorced? So that's people quitting on something. It's quitting on a relationship. How many people change jobs in their career? That's quitting a job and actually going on to the next thing. So don't be so fragile in this environment when people actually decide this is not for them. It is not a personal rejection. They are just declining the offer of the opportunity. So that's the context I wanted to, to set. So um, hi, Curtis. Hi, Tracy. Good of you guys to, to hop on. So the first thing I wanted to, to say about the eight points of why people quit, the first thing is their exp expectations are not realistic. It is too high. So what do I mean by that? You would get people that say, and, and this is a number I frequently get from, from clients, if you ask them how much would they like to earn by when, they say 10,000 US. 10,000 US seems like that's the magical number that everyone is after. So if I can make a suggestion, if you want to make sure that you manage people's expectation and get people to stay in a little bit longer, learn to ask more questions as opposed to going into telling mode because people don't listen. They want to hear themselves speak. So when you ask questions, invariably they have to answer. And when they hear their own voice, it rings true and, it, and it, it bears more weight 
than you telling them what to do. So if that makes sense, maybe just gives me a thumbs up because as a network marketer in the industry, more than a decade, I've done it in the beginning when I got started and now you see it in your teams. People are talking people in and then as the person's starting to do the paperwork, they talk him out again and then they talk them in again. Um, and that's, that's just a thing that happens every single day. So learn to ask questions like, um, let's see who's hopping on here before I carry on. Hey, have the Labor Day off today? Awesome. Yeah, enjoy that. So um, I, I've learned this, this little line and it works like an absolute charm. So if you could wave a realistic magic wand, what would you like to see come into your bank account on a monthly basis? And then I wait for an answer. People would typically say 10,000 US. Interesting, by when? And then there's a, a, a splitting the road for me. Some people will say in the next four weeks. So what does that tell you? They really don't have a full, full understanding of what the industry entails and that it takes time to set up a sustainable income. They have a bit of a lottery mentality. They're signing up in a team today and they expect 10,000 in the next four weeks. Or if someone says to you, I want to earn 10,000 US in the next 24 um, months, I ask the same question, regardless of the answer, by the way. Why so soon? And don't be scared to ask questions. Just ask it with a, a little bit of a smile and be open and be friendly and it will always be received well. So why so soon? What is the significance behind that date? And then you're actually starting to peel the onion to get to the real reason of why the 10,000 is significant. And once you've got the real reason, you can then build onto that. Does that make sense? And that would help you to manage people's expectation. Because can you do 10,000 US in the next two to four weeks? You can, but it just means you have to up your time, up your efforts, and um, a, a lot more plan showing going in, a lot more action needs to be taken. But you don't want to give all that information in the beginning. So people are in a microwave mentality because they overestimate what they can do short term, but they totally underestimate what they can do long term. So just be very authentic and very honest with people as to how long it takes for you to build a certain income in your industry, in your specific uh, company. Make sure they understand the compensation plan and what other ways are there for them to get access to upfront commissions, maybe in retailing, whatever the case may be, that they can just supplement that income initially. So number two is they are questioning themselves. So the psychologist will tell you there's typically three things that goes through someone's mind when they have to make a decision, especially when they join a network marketing team. So it is, is, is the information true and real? Can I trust the person who's giving me this information? And then the biggest one I would say is, can I do it? I know it works for other people, but can I do it? Now, here's the reality behind that. Until you believe you can do it, until you believe you are worthy to earn that income, to have that lifestyle, it's like treading in peanut butter. You will never get real momentum and real traction because your, your unbelief will be smelled a mile away. And people will pick up on that and they'll, they'll say something like, I can't put my finger on it. There's just something that's not right. And it's because your level of belief isn't there yet. So doubt and confusion always brings about no momentum and it gives you crippling results. So number three, they're listening to the wrong people. And the wrong people is not something about the person. 
it's the wrong message from that person. So let's say, for instance, you just join a team and your mom says to you, but I heard this is a pyramid scheme or I heard X or Y. It's, your mom is not the wrong person, so please don't, don't get me wrong. It's just it's the wrong person to take, take advice from on this specific topic. So unless they are successful in this industry, I want to caution you to, to be very careful where you, you lend your ears to. Make sure you get your information from a, a person that is successful in the industry, that you do a proper due diligence. And I cannot stretch coaching enough because if you work closely with a coach and you get that first hit in your stomach, and that's typically someone that is, that is close to you and you value their opinion, and all of a sudden they just tell you outright, you know, you've got bricks for brains. I mean, th this will never work. Are you prepared for that rejection? Because that, that specific type of rejection is sometimes way tougher than the cold market out there in a prospect. Because if you don't know someone, you really don't care about their opinion. Would that make sense? But if it's someone very close to you and you value their opinion, when that person comes at you um, and it's not what you thought it would be or what you were expecting, you were expecting them to join you and buy a product from you and support you, and instead you're getting um, a, an earful, that really stings. So just make sure that, that you um, have that under control. So number four is shiny objects. So what do I mean by that? Well, um, tongue-in-cheek, the grass is greener on the other side for one reason. It's because there's more manure. So just be sure that there is always something on the other side that looks better, but once you are in there and you are building and you, you're starting to learn about the people, there's always going to be something that's not, not working like you think it should work or that you would hope it would work. So you cannot hop from one company to the next because you will never find a perfect company. And why would you, wouldn't you find a perfect company? Because you and I aren't perfect. So as long as there's people involved, you won't find perfection because we are not perfect. So to expect perfection, it's an unrealistic expectation. So um, uh, maybe an analogy, the people that work closely with me would always know that I think in pictures. So let me just see who's hopping on here. Michelle is on here. Uh, Thomas is on here. Danielle is on here. Hey, how's it going? So um, if you have a magnifying glass in your hand, and I keep it still at one spot, and the sun falls at the right angle, I can burn, burn a hole through, man, my naughty kit. So you could burn a hole through something if you keep it still. But if you keep moving the magnifying glass around, you can never get any concentration, any focus to get a result. So in order for you to get momentum, in order for you to get success, you have to have focus. Success requires focus. So remember a magnifying glass when you start building your business. And also, when you hop from company to company, unfortunately, it does mean that you lose credibility because if you come to your friend for the fifth or the sixth time and say, hey, you need to join this company, and they've joined you on four other occasions, and they didn't see any help, they didn't see any results, is it then strange when you come to them with opportunity number six that they question it? So just bear that in mind. Um, that's not to say that you can't make a change, because in this community is a lady that changed a year ago that I have the, the biggest respect for. And the reasons why she, she quit, I will share with you my perspective as what are good reasons why people can quit or should quit. And I know that was one of what, what she also um, were, were mentioning to me. 
So that's number four, shining objects. Number five is distractions. And the minute we say people quit because of distractions, you and I automatically think it's negative. So there's something wrong or, you know, what could the distraction be? But sometimes it could be something positive that could distract someone, like getting engaged and getting married. You know, the negative of that will be when someone gets a divorce. So that's typically what people always assume. If someone is distracted, it should be negative. But it could be positive. It could be um, uh, a new job. It could be a promotion at the job. It could be your kids. It could be your child has just been chosen to go overseas and you're going to go with. It could be health-related issues. And that could make you just stall a bit at where you are and you get distracted. And then you're not going to get the, the, the results that you um, typically were expecting. So number six will be fear. And this is a big one for people in the network marketing industry because you can sometimes work with a CEO of a company that is masterful and skillful in the boardroom. But the minute he, when he works um, old school and he has to pick up a phone, he goes into a quivering ball of jelly. So be mindful and respectful and be very careful how you treat people in terms of what their ego is. When you work with a couple, be very respectful to both parties because fear is real and you, can't, you cannot call them on it. You can't say to that CEO, hey, are you scared? Uh, that's just not going to work. They will quit. I guarantee you that. Um, so just be sensitive when, when you talk to people in, in terms of fear. So they are, what are they fearful of? They, believe it or not, are fearful to succeed. But the most prominent one is typically fear of failure. Because what will my friends say, especially when you work peer and above and you work with super successful people, it is important to them what people in the community think of them. And if they were to join whatever network marketing company it is and they are not a success, how would that reflect on their social standing? So that is a real fear for people is what people think. Um, their confidence might not be high enough because they don't have a track record. So you might have someone who's not that successful in, in, in the corporate life or in their profession, and now all of a sudden they are thrown into the network marketing environment and they don't have any credibility yet because they haven't done anything yet. So that plays a role in fear as well. So two ways to counteract that, definitely personal development, and what are you listening to? So even 15 minutes a day of good reading, 15 to minutes to a half an hour of getting some training, whether it's a podcast, whether it's Daily Dose of Awesome, whether it is just plugging into a system of making sure that you're feeding your mind to, to get more positive in that it just presses the, the fear out. It just quiets that little voice because every single one of you and I have a little voice. The, mat, the, the question is, how well trained are you in order to quiet that little voice? And the people that are successful have learned the skill to quiet that little voice and to identify when that little voice becomes active, how to neutralize that. And that's a topic for a totally different, different daily dose. So that was number six was fear. So number seven is they don't know what to do. And here I want a little bit of your interaction. Hey, friends, great to see you on here. So here I want you a little bit of uh, interaction. So the number seven uh, reason why people are quitting is they say they do not know what to do. So how many of you that are joining me live on this um, Daily Dose today, how many of you have heard or have said my upline or sponsor didn't do whatever it is? 
they didn't train me well enough. They didn't help me. They didn't um, show presentations with me. They didn't show me exactly how things work. I didn't have any help. How many of you have heard that from a downline? Or how many of you have actually said that? So who would be brave enough to admit to that? Who would own that and say, hey, that was me at one point? So who would be honest enough to share that with me? Anyone? Uh, crickets, no one. All right, so you guys are a lot better than the bunch here in South Africa because I hear that a lot. So here's what I want you to write down. If you have a piece of paper in front of you or you have your cell phone, hey, here I've got a couple of honest people, yeah, Billy and, and Wendy, yeah, good for you guys because admitting that is the first step to fixing that. All right, so Fran says yes. Pamela says, yes, absolutely. So great. Thank you for, for acknowledging that. Here's what I want you to write down, whether it is on a piece of paper if you're old school like me, uh, whether it is making a note on your cell phone. I want you to type the next six letters. S-T-O-P-I-T. Stop it. And here's why. And I say it with respect. It is your business until you take ownership for your business and what it is you want to do it will always stay your upline or your sponsor's business. So whenever you look at someone else to do something for you, it is their business, it's never yours. So when you want to take control and own your business and plan the destiny, what you want to see for you and your family, you take control. So I'm a very practical person and I want to um, dumb it down as, as, as the most I can possibly do. So this little line will work for any network marketer. Are you ready for the most simplified version of what do you do? I mean, in any network marketing business, tell me what it is you do. Can you learn this line? So if you are brand spanking new and you've just signed up with a network marketing team, this applies to you. For anyone who's in it for a long time, it still works because teach your downline this little line. So what is it that you and my company are doing? What are we in? Get a number, use the product at a discounted price at wholesale as opposed to retail, tell other people about it, and share in the profit. Is that not what we do? So think about your company that you're currently in. I, I coach a lot of people in Modea. I coach a lot of people in Forever Living. Let's use that as an example, or Amway, or Herbalife, any company that is product-driven. So I'm talking about product now. If you can use a vitamin or supplement, or you can use... A, a, a facial product, a cosmetic, you use it, and because you've got a number, you get it at a discounted price. Is that fair? Tell other people about it, and they get a number, and they start using the product, and you start earning an income. You share the profit, because the company pays you out of the profits of the turnover. No turnover, no profits, equals zero income. How simple is that? Could you guys do that? Is that an easy way to teach someone to explain a business concept? So if someone walks up to you right now, Billy, um, can, can you say, hey, you know what, can I give you the most abridged version of what it is we do? You get a number, use the product. If you're happy with it, share the concept with someone else, and when they start using it, you're going to share in the profit. There's your business plan literally in 30 seconds. So... Number eight would be the product is too expensive, and that's why some people quit, because a lot of companies have auto ships, and those auto ships can sometimes 
run into the hundreds of dollars. And when people start out in, and their belief is still very low and they don't have the skill set yet, they might feel like they are losing money. They do not understand that they're investing. So, and also, investment is when you expect a return and you're working towards a return. It's not just throwing money after something. That's just not good business sense. So sometimes the auto ship is too expensive. And I want to maybe just urge you, wherever you are in your company, Remember what I just said, no turnover equals no profits, hence you won't earn anything. So if you don't order anything, how can you ever expect a downline to order a product or purchase a product? So where's the authenticity in that? So I cannot tell someone else to do what I'm not prepared to do myself. Does that make sense? So always be, be honest in that transaction. And then remember I shared with you what could good reasons be? to quit your company and to change direction with your companies. Well, I've been in the network marketing industry for more than a decade, so I've seen these and I've seen people quit over it and I've, I've had to make tough decisions as well based on some of this that I'm uh, about to share with you. So infidelity. So when you have an issue of infidelity in a team or an upline is overstepping boundaries, that to me is an integrity issue and I'm... I'm gone. I don't know about you guys. That's something. I've got no gray area there. It's black or white. So when people are mismanaging funds, again, it comes down to integrity. When there's mismanagement of funds, for me personally, run, forest, run. I'm not staying around. When there's abuse, what, what does it mean? Not physical abuse, but when people are expecting people to do things that they are not prepared to do when, and they get um, really hammered about that, that to me is abuse. When you are expected to do something so that another person can benefit from it, that is not right. That's not how this um, industry was set up. So another thing that plays a big role in, in today's uh, way of building the business, if you are with a company that does not allow you to build online and you do not wish to build offline old school, well, what are your choices? If they do not allow you to build online and you only want to build online, there is only one choice. And that's what I alluded to a little bit earlier when you do make a switch. So the, the other reason why you might want to uh, consider quitting a company is when you don't believe in the product and you don't believe in the, in the company. So if you, your vision and values aren't aligned with that company, I, I don't see the point in staying around. So can I make it practical for you guys? So let's say, for instance, I, I did not align and EMP did not align with my vision and goal and integrity and what I want to be known for. Would I be a coach with them if I did not believe in what we do in this community and how we serve the community and how we help people to build their businesses online and equipping people to better their lives and to get the incomes and get to the, the goals that they are dreaming about? You cannot be something and talk something if you, if you don't feel it from your heart. So you have to align with what happens. And then as a parting note before I say goodbye tonight, as, a, as an upline of a team, I want to maybe just make this comment to all the uplines. And if you have someone, one person in your team, that makes you an upline today. So don't think that it's always just the bigger businesses that, that this applies to. When you have one person in your team, you are a leader, you are the upline. 
people do not quit overnight. Remember that. So when someone quits, there was a, a, a sequence of events that led to their decision. And when you look at these eight that I've given you now tonight, if you can go through that and maybe just be very deliberate in your sign-up process and in your get-start process and as you help someone to get to the first rank and you keep this in mind, you will find that your attrition rate will definitely be lower and you will, you will find that people stick around because when people make money, they do not quit. When people are happy and they feel acknowledged and they feel loved in a group, they do not quit. Those are the two biggest factors that make people stick it out, is they are acknowledged and recognized and they make money because that's why they joined the industry. I really hope this has helped you guys tonight. I love hanging out with you. So, um, yep, Curtis, Pamela, Billy, great of uh, you guys to, to join me tonight. And um, we will be here at the same time tomorrow evening. So take care.